Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Crazy Cool Families. My name is Julie Pierce and I'm a leadership coach. I invest in leaders all over the world, but I'm also a mom investing in two leaders live in my house. And if you want to help your kids love Jesus, love others, and also become the leaders that they were created to be, I highly encourage you to check out Basecamp. Just 30 minutes a week and you'll get to access all of the tips and the tools and the practical resources that Don and Suzanne have put together over the years. I mean, I've learned so much from them over the years and I know you have too and now they put it all in one place to make it easy for us just 30 minutes a week and I promise you you're going to see a big impact in your family. Hello and welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. Don and Suzanne Manning here wrapping up our Fight for Family series. Well, I don't know if we're going to wrap it up, but we're going to wrap up the F-I-G-H-T. There you go. <laughs> and so we've been talking about the, each letter in the word fight. F is for faith. I inspire. G is for... Giving. Yes. And we just finished up H for... Hugs. Yes. And then today we're going to talk about... That's a fun one. You go ahead. If you, if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen. <laughs> yep. And because hugging's fun. Yep. Reality is. And then as we wrap up the word fight, it ends with a T and T is for... Teach. Yeah, and so that's what we're going to talk about today is teach, teaching our children, training them up in the way that they should go so that they will not depart from it when they are old. Yes, Proverbs 22, 6. It's yeah. one of those verses every parent should memorize. Um, <laughs> because that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you're training, and, you're and teaching. You are, and, and all, let's just lay it out there, you know, all our parents are teaching their children. Right. We, we are. It's not a matter of if you are teaching, it really is. How can we help you teach them better? And yeah, teach and what best? are we teaching yeah. them? And what, yeah, how, what, where, when, who? Yeah, all so the. We want to just so don't think that we're you know telling you you don't teach your kids or anything. That's not the case at all. We are saying, hey, what does it look like to teach our kids? Yeah. What, what have we learned in thirty years of parenting about teaching our children and how that could help you teach them in the best way possible? Yeah, and so I think we should t definitely share with them how not to teach, which is what we learned the first decade, right, <laughs> of our parenting. Well, and are still learning in so many ways. <laughs> so with, many. Because, um, you know, I, I think so often we get parents and they're like, I, I know we hear this a lot, my kids won't listen to me. Mm -hmm. My kids, no matter what I say, they don't do what I say. They, as soon as I start talking to them, they shut down, um, all those things. And it's because of some of these things yeah, that that happen and and you're talking too much is one of the reasons we want to tell parents. Oh, do you talk more than you listen? Oh, that could be it. They're tired I, I of say, they're tired of listening to you. I would say almost every parent I know, including us at times, I, I think we've learned over 30 years a little bit more. Almost sure. every parent over parents. Right, uses more words than they need to in Continue, every situation. You know, it, <laughs> the first time I ever saw this, I was a very well. Actually, it was before, when when Molly was a young girl, and I remember going to Su looking at how Suzanne parented Molly, and I would say, you know, she would say, Molly, and Molly would be like one year old. Yes, she was so cute. One, and, and she would be like, Molly, go get your red shoes from the closet, and then silence <laughs> from me and Molly. Yes, and as would, Molly's looking at me like. 
Da, na, na, na. And, and it was fascinating to me because Molly would then all of a sudden it would register like 10 seconds later which seemed like about five minutes and then all of a sudden she would go and get her red shoes but now what I would do is say Molly go get your red shoes I hey I said go get your red shoes why haven't you gone to get your yeah, red shoes hey red shoes red you know and I would just, <laughs> this and, is the color red <laughs> And, but I learned that it took a while, and that's just a really random example, but right. it took a while for her to register. And so, so often parents, less is better. Yeah, I think a lot of the time, I mean, you could extend that all the way to our teenagers. When we're sharing something with our teenager, if we will say a sentence or two and let that register, you know, and it might be that we're telling them, no, they can't do something and that needs to register for them. But we'll go, and go well, you can't do this because of this. And this is why you can't do this. And I'm going to, you know, I used to do this. And when I, it's not going to be good, you know, and the kids have now tuned out. And anyway, my boys still tell me all the time. Dad, too many words. Too many. <laughs> back up, back up, back yeah. up. Well, and so what's your reason for too many words? Oh, they need to get, I need to fully explain things. Yes, they need because to be clear. clear. That's clarity. Clear. That's yeah. his thing. Clarity, yeah, clarity. I, I want to make sure you understand. <laughs> But, you know, I, think I used to play a game with Don because I'm an internal processor. And so he would say something and it would take me a while to process it. And so I wouldn't say anything. And so he would say it again and he would say it again. And I would count. And when he got up to about five, I was like, okay, babe, I got it. I'm just thinking about it. And so wow. he, we don't play, we don't do it anymore. He doesn't do that anymore because he now knows that I am an internal processor and it, it takes me a minute. But for initially, you probably thought I was dumb. <laughs> It only took me about 20 years to figure that out. But My wife is so dumb. I think, though, that with many parents, the, the re- repetitive stuff turns into nagging yeah. and lectures. Yeah. And when you try to teach through nagging and lectures, it's not really that effective. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is the definition of a lecture? It's a long, tedious <laughs> reprimand. Yes, yeah. Who wants that, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. who wants to be uh, hear the same things over and over from anyone? I think it's an assault to our uh, intelligence when somebody is told over and over and over again the same thing. It's like, do you not think I'm smart enough to understand what you're saying? And so honor honor your kids <laughs> or, and let them see that, okay, I don't need to say it over and over again. They, they've got it. I find also, and it's it frustrates me sometimes as a parent that it's about tone. You know, there's so often that when I'm teaching, I get into this. What frustrates you because you do, you want to be able to use whatever tone you want? Is that what you well, mean? No, well, like what frustrates I, you? I feel like that. Are they using a rude I'm, tone I'm with you? Using a, I'm, I'm passionate about something. I am really wanting to convey something, and they take it as uh, either sometimes it's Suzanne sometimes it's the kids of dad it's like it's coming at them too harsh it's coming at them too hard I don't mean it to be too hard I'm just trying to get my point across and it's like I it just feels like that that it's not taken right when they've said that to us several times they've said what what's up with this tone what's up with the tone and Don and I are having a conversation with each other and we're both like I don't know. You have a problem with the yeah, tone. I don't have a don't problem, have a with, problem the tone. with the tone. But we're like, we're passionate, as you can tell, you know, on these podcasts, we're passionate, we're intense. And so that's coming across in our tone. Yeah. But our children are sensitive to it. Right. I mean, and, and sometimes it really does. Um, I don't have as much of a problem with anger, particularly now, you know, as I used to. And, and I don't really think I've ever been a real angry person. But we tell to a lot of parents who really struggle with anger. And angry tirades 
are not ways to teach your kids. We think that if they, if it's some reason we think that if they don't hear it when in this tone of voice, if I get louder and if, and sometimes it's because we're angry or we're frustrated or we, we think they, we've told them time and time again, but man, anger, anger really does damage when you're trying to teach your kids. Yeah, most definitely. That I would say it slams the door shut. And I definitely did that when I was younger. If the if the girls were not moving at the pace I wanted them to or doing it the way I wanted it, then I would usually quickly go to anger and that just shut them down and made them more fearful of me than connected to me. And so, yeah, I would 100% say that as you're going to teach, if anger is part of the ways that you're getting them to you know, listen and learn from you, remove it because it's not valuable. It's not sticking. They're actually building walls against you. They're not learning from you at all. They might be obeying, but they're not learning. Yeah, it really does shut them down. I remember even with my, my own father that he, as soon as he started yelling at me, I shut down. I yeah. mean, I, I would stop. I would literally stop listening. Yeah, because it it's a protection mechanism. You have to. Well, and it was also just I didn't. Um, it was going to be repetitive. It was going to be, um, you know, just at me instead of for me, I felt like. And so it just it literally would make me want to walk away. Yeah. And so just to take just a second and just say that it's a privilege and an honor that we get to teach our kids. I mean, just to go there and know that, that we get to do this with our kids. And so let's not do it the wrong way. You know, let's not do it the the angry way or the lecturing way. Let's embrace what God has created for us as their first best teachers and then pave the way to do it right. So what yeah. are some of the ways to do it right? Well, and so... That's so fun. We got all the negative out of the way. We yeah. start, start going to the positive. So yeah, we got all the we got all the bad stuff out of the way. So what about just listening? You know, we, we think about it's our job to teach. We don't equate listening with teaching. Right. But in reality, right. listening is a great way mm-hmm. to teach. Mm-hmm. Because and, and by asking questions and trying to draw them out, we get to really it makes our teaching so much more effective. Yeah, because how we teach, what that's doing is it's showing, it's it's connecting with our kids. It's going after their hearts. I mean, how we listen. Um, well, I mean, for sure how we listen, but how we teach, what it does is it offers our kids a safe place to be. And so it offers our kids to be who they are. So as we listen to them, then as we teach them, as we come to them with information, what we're doing is we're connecting with them. And so to do that is a listening way, to do that through questions, to do that through um, guiding them and directing them to come to their own best conclusion, because reality is we know the best conclusion. We know the answer. We were 7, 12, 15, 18. That situation presented itself to us, and we were either told how to deal with it or we figured it out on our own. And the best thing we can do when we teach our kids is to let them figure it out yeah. and guide them along the way. Yeah, we certainly can. And and that's so much more time consuming. It's yes. so much easier yes. just to tell them what to do, but so much more effective when they can come to their conclusion and then they own it. Right. And, and really what happens is, is when they own it, we don't have to teach it to them anymore. Yeah. If exactly. they lo- if they really own cleaning yeah. their room, yeah. for example, yeah. then they if they own their grades, right. we don't have to follow up on their grades anymore. If they own whatever it is, if they own their own faith, yes. they will they will then act out of that faith rather mm-hmm. than us having to teach them all the time. Exactly, exactly. And so one of the things that we tell parents all the time that um, 
I probably had, I struggled with initially because I wanted my kids to, to not make, I did, I wanted my kids to be right and do good and look good. And all that stuff was to make mistakes, right? to let them make, mistakes. to let them make mistakes, yeah. to allow that to happen. Let them not, maybe not study for that test as good as they needed to and make the grade that they deserve on it. I mean, that's even a great example. What if we, what if they come to us and they made a bad grade on their fifth grade spelling test? Right. Well, I mean, that's not going on their permanent record. And so, you know, what if we <laughs> No say, one cares. What if we ask them, well, why did you, you know, what do you want to do? Well, I want to make a good grade. Okay, how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I need to study more. Well, can I help you in that way? In any way, can I help? And then we start to build in to where... They, they bring the spelling to you. And they ask for your help to yeah. learn it. Yeah. There's so many. We get, I can't even tell you how many questions we get um, for Two Crazy Equal Family on what do I do? How do I help my child study for their exams? Or what? how do I make my child study better for their exams? Or what do I do if my child's not doing their homework? Constant questions on that. And my answer to that is you cannot care more about their schoolwork than they do. And so if you are caring more about that, then it's time for you to hand that over to them and teach them how to care about it because it's their education. You've already had a third grade education, right, parents? So you don't need another one. You need them to to hold on to care for it. And so how do you teach them to do that? And it's just you can see that, and, and this goes to, if you look at our Build Culture series, we talk about encouraging listening about Mm -hmm. about how to instill discipline in your kids how to disciple your kids Mm -hmm. and one of the things we say in that is that we are always looking to build self-control in our kids we are looking to move Mm -hmm. from parent control to Mm self-control and that's what you want to teach them and you teach it better when you listen when you let them own it themselves and when you help them to their own conclusions. Exactly. And so and one last thing on, on, on how to teach and what we're doing there is we wanna we really wanna help them make great relationships, choose relationships in their lives. And so to do that, um, you start with your peers. You start with your siblings, and then you move to your peers. Siblings is best friends. We talk about that in our culture series as so well. So how would you say that that helps us teach our kids by having their siblings be pursuing those relationships? What what would you say that that helps with? Oh, my goodness. So here's the deal, parents. It's a shortcut for you because if you teach the older ones how to do it and, and, and the best way to do it, then now they are empowered and equipped to teach them. The younger ones and so you're not even teaching as much anymore because it's the way of life it's the culture it's what the it's what the mannings do you know the mannings make their bed in the morning it's what they do big sister makes it and big brother makes it and so i'm gonna make it too well and even then we and that's true and we also you also teach your older children to invest in your younger children definitely and what happens is what what if let, let's let that be a flip what if, instead of your kids fighting what if they invest in each other mm-hmm. and what if they're helping you parent your kids instead of creating conflicts oh there's so much in that and even in that sibling relationship it's getting along with and there's qualities that they might not like in that 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 sibling but it's like okay you know what there's there's qualities are out there in the world if you can figure out how to get along with those qualities in your sibling then your classmate your teacher your you know they're there you're going to know how to get along with those qualities there too so teaching them relationships how to get along right 
So let's talk about, we've talked about how not to teach your kids. Yeah. We've talked about how to teach your kids, maybe flipping some things in your thinking about some methodologies in teaching your kids. Yeah. What do we teach our kids? Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Yes, I just, it goes back to this is a privilege and an honor that we get to teach our kids that God put them in our lives, trusting us to train and teach them up in the way that they should go. Mm. And so when we talked about the F in fight, we talked about faith. And so, and we talked about sharing God and, and sharing the relationship through scripture, worship experiences. And so we're not talking about that here, although that is a very big element of teach. I mean, mm-hmm. once again, just to repeat that, we, we're the first chance our kids get at faith. And so we have to teach them that. That's elevated. That's the most thing. But we're actually going to talk about just some of the things that we teach our kids so that they will be a success in this world and in crazy school family we call those things values and so if you go to our unity course for example in our if you're if you're not in our base camp uh membership sites you can go there basecamp.crazycoolfamily.com and sign up for it but in that there's a course on unity unity is one of our four pillars of culture and we talk about creating family values these are things that you want in your family and in your kids. They're things that, what's a value? It's just something that's important to you. Right, exactly. And so so with that, like... um along with the values is morals, character, manners, once again, relationship, how to navigate emotions, how to be successful, how to fail. I mean, these are some of the things as parents that we are called to show our children how to do it. Yeah. We were just talking about just, we just made a quick list of some things that we value that we taught yeah, our kids. Taught and this kids. is not an exhaustive list, but it's just it's just a list. It's of twenty. It's yeah. twenty of the top the top twenty things that we thought about in the moment to tell you about what we've taught our kids. Yeah, are they really <laughs> top things. They, uh, that's what I'm saying that we thought of in the in moment. moment. <laughs> exactly. And so the list is just this: like proper table manners. You know? Chew with your mouth closed, exactly. basically. You know, it's disgusting. We One time we had some friends that said that their parents told them that someday you might find yourself eating with kings. And so you need to know how to do that. And sure enough, he worked for President George Bush. Yeah, that's right. And so he, he actually got to live that out. And so that's one of those things that, yeah, somebody needs to teach your kids table manners. And guess what? It needs to be you. Okay. Excuse me, please. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, those are, yeah, those are all, yeah, manners. It's, it's a blessing when people hear that. Excuse me, please. You know, Thank things you. like what one of the things that's not taught as much anymore is yes sir and no sir oh, yes yeah. ma'am no ma'am yeah. when you're respecting your elders and things like that i love that one of the things that's a very big deal to me is to leave a place better than you found it and i've gone on a mission trip with t- dozens and dozens of teenagers and i've tried to give them this piece of information as well that if you we eat at a restaurant and it's a fast food restaurant and you get up and you leave that mess you've created a mess for somebody else to clean up but if you clean up your mess and somebody else then you've actually left it better than you found it. And so my children are freaks about that now because <laughs> I am. Yep. And so you act like people you are around. So surround yourself with godly people. You know, pick good friends. Yeah. And one of the things that Don has taught them so well is work hard. Give whatever you whatever you're doing, give it your very best. Yep. Don will get out there in the yard and just just work so hard and want the kids to do that too. Yeah. Eye contact powerful tool making sure you're keeping eye contact with people Um, lying is unacceptable in any situation yeah and standing up to bullies i mean this is you know we're starting to talk about kingdom we've got to teach our kids to stand up to bullies for themselves and on behalf of other people too yeah offer your help to anyone who needs it Mm -hmm. just go the extra mile yep exactly 
<laughs> it's good to cry. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> Which it's okay to cry. We, we learned that with our four girls, oh, that yeah. it's like, it's okay. You don't have to hold that in. I needed to know that too as a little girl. It wasn't, I didn't feel safe to cry. So. Yeah, it's also okay to be angry. You know, it's what you do with your anger is the key. You don't, it's not that anger is a bad thing. It's like how you're going to channel that. Mm -hmm. And I use this all the time that God is a God of order, not a God of chaos. So clean your room, clean your backpack out. Your locker needs to be cleaned out. Your car needs to be clean, you know, because God is a God of order. Yeah, that hadn't worked as well with some of our kids. Well, the car, the, the car is deal. just really puts <laughs> them over the top. Your, your, your body is a temple of our God. So take good care of it. Good foods, drink water. Um, and then, so this you probably should talk about the next one. Because oh, just it's, it, money is a game of the world. Learn to manage your money. Learn and and it's amazing. All, all of our kids are very good at managing their money. Good stewards, like the girls learned how to um, be thrifty shoppers because I took them shopping. And the boys, Don laid sat down one time and laid out all of our finances for them and mm -hmm. showed them because they're going to run the finances of their family someday and taught them all what that looks like. And so we need to we need to educate our children on that. Our kids talk all the time about. Why don't they teach us how to balance a checkbook or pay our taxes in school? Why are they teaching us all this unimportant stuff? And so parents, that managing money falls to you to teach them. Have a solid handshake. Oh, Make yeah. Make sure you shake them, <laughs> shake their hand firmly. And what, another thing is to take care of something living. Like our children need to be, learn how to be responsible for. We started easy with a plant, and then it moved to a goldfish, which we instantly killed, and then to a gerbil, or, you know, then a, we've had a bird, and we've had several cats, several cats, so we haven't taken good care of. I mean, and then a couple dogs. And so give them an opportunity to take care of something living. Good hygiene. People. brush your teeth and your hair oh my goodness like do not yes children you need to be, i don't need to tell you to take a shower right. i don't need to tell you to brush your teeth you need to do that you need to be responsible for that yeah yeah we we've taught our kids all about swimming riding a bike tying shoes all those things on the road to being an adult that you need to learn how to do yep and then learn how to navigate the bible it's the key to an abundant life we've got to teach our kids that and finally number 20 <laughs> Number 20 on our list of things we thought of, the top things we thought of to, to teach our kids. Um, uh, this exhaustive list that we could do a million right. more, oh, but yes. we're going to just stop at 20. Well, and it's be a part of a church, be a, part yeah. of, be a part of the body of believers. The point to all that is what do you think about? These are things we, all of these things we thought about teaching our children. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more, but I mean, what are you teaching? What are your values? Yeah. What, what's important to you, and what do you want to impart to your kids? Those and maybe are, take a little, maybe take a little exercise, and maybe go on a date with your husband, and you guys list out the things that are valuable to you. Yeah, those are those are good exercises to do to think about what's important to us. And so that might feel overwhelming to do all that, but I just want to encourage you when to teach these things. When when is the best time to teach this? Yeah, and, and we just always tell parents it's along the way. Right. And it's the reason we say it's You don't have to a, have manners class. It's yeah. Or you don't have to do a 6 a.m. Bible study all the right, time, you know, those right. work really well usually. Um, <laughs> but it's really the, the when we were taught this to do it along the way. I mean, it comes from Deuteronomy. There's actually many examples in the Old Testament where it says this, but Deuteronomy 11, 19 through 20 says, teach them to your children, talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. You know, that last sentence is one of the reasons we put scripture all over our house mm -hmm. because it, it writes it on their hearts 
And so, but, but really, when someone told me that many, many years ago to teach them along the way, it gave me freedom. Well, because what it means is when you're in the car, in the kitchen table, at bedtime, in the morning, I mean, as you're walking along, as you're having a conversation with them, then you weave these little things in there, you know, as you're eating dinner and you're like, oh, you know what, don't you think it's disgusting when you chew with your mouth open? I mean, just along the way, it... It takes the pressure off of and, it. And, and think about how our Bible's written. It's a book of stories. When you teach through the stories of everyday life, mm-hmm. rather than, okay, stop, we're going to sit down and have a yes. manners discussion. Yes. Stop, yes. we're going to sit down and have yes. a hygiene discussion. Whatever that is, when you're just teaching along the way, it's so much more engaging and, and it's taught so much better because we remember through stories, we remember through life, and it just brings freedom to teaching. But it also is really a way of life. Definitely. You, and it's something that you purpose to do as parents that I'm going to look for teaching moments and it even experiences. Yeah, it even it. works with discipline. Like for example, so many times we when we see a discipline situation, we want to come bring the hammer and we're like, wait, this is a this is a teaching situation. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Go back to so how? We go in and we say, Hey, yeah. what's going on with that? Why would you do that? And then we start talking about it and then we can then build a platform in order to teach along the way. Yeah. And so as we wrap up, parents, you just kind of have to ask what's what's important to you? What morals, values, manners do you want to see in your kids? What what kind of character? That's one of the things is that we were raising our kids. It was like, oh, I didn't even think about character. I didn't think about perseverance and honesty, courage, wisdom. I mean, I didn't think about, I mean, we were doing that, but I didn't think about labeling it as character. We had, we got a whole character study, you know, to do so we could practice some of those things because those were qualities that we wanted to have in our kids. Yeah. And ultimately parents, if we looked at what we're teaching our children, it really is, we want to teach them to be kingdom leaders. Right. We want to, we want them, we want to point them, what do leaders do? You know, leaders are, leaders do have good hygiene. You know, leaders yeah. do shake the hand. Yeah. Leaders do these things. And and one of the things that has come out, when you build your kids up, they will become kingdom leaders. As you teach them well, they will become kingdom leaders. And so like sometimes kingdom leaders feel, or kingdom feels a little bit like a, an, a word that we don't quite understand. It's like, okay, so what's, what's happening in heaven? That's the kingdom we're talking about. And we're talking about bringing that to earth. And so love, joy, peace, wisdom, grace, mercy, hope, those are the qualities that, that are happening in heaven. And we want to teach those to our kids so that they can exemplify those here on earth. So that's what we're talking about. And so then our question is, well, how do, how what does it even mean, you know, to teach it, have a, create a, build a, you know, kingdom leader? Well, guess what? <laughs> we have a podcast on that next time coming up. We have a, a lady, great podcast. Yes, a great <laughs> podcast. A lady named Julie Pierce is going to come visit with us, and she's an expert in leadership. Yeah, she's, she's gifted. God has gifted her in the ability to create or pull out the leader that God has put in people. And so she's going to share with us next week how she's done that with others and how she's done it with her own sons. Right, and it's going to be super valuable to you. We hope this podcast has been super valuable to you as we've, we've expanded a little bit on how to teach your kids, how not to teach your kids, 
what to teach them. You'll always remember our 20 things that we told you, I'm sure. And, and <laughs> then you'll just, create 20 of your own. Yeah, and then just, you know, just um, when to teach them. I love that, just along the way, just yeah. building that into your family that teaching our kids is super valuable. And how we impart our wisdom and God's wisdom to them is critical in building their faith and building their confidence and building their lives. And so as we wrap up this series, F-I-G-H-T, Fight, we've got to give our kids the foundation of faith. We've got to inspire them to be who God's created them to be. We've got to give our best so that they can be their best. We've got to hug them four, eight, 12 times a day, and we gotta teach them. We gotta train them in the in the ways of the kingdom and the ways of this world so that they can be a success and be who God's created them to be. That's what we're doing, guys. We're fighting for our families. Yeah, and we really do. Some people say, why do you call it Crazy Cool Family? We want you to fight for your family in a crazy way, which yes. means it's different than the world. It's God's way. It's investing in your kids. It's fighting in God's ways, and you will find great success in your family. So go be crazy. Crazy in God's way. CrazyCoolFamily.com.